welcome. Thank you for tuning to this session of That Vegan Safari Guy podcast, where we explore the wild and wonderful world of African safaris with a twist. I'm your host, JC De Klerk, and I'm here to guide you on a journey to some of my favorite places in Southern Africa, where I'll be interviewing some interesting people to help picture for you the breathtaking landscapes, the majestic wildlife, and the luxurious accommodations of Africa's most interesting safari lodges. Above all, come and help me find those vegan safari hideaways on a virtual adventure that will leave you inspired. Buckle up, let's go on an adventure. The safari starts now. Good morning, everybody. I wonder if you can guess where I am. I'm going to leave you a little bit to let the guessing game continue while we can have a look around where we are. Lovely, absolutely lovely place. Can you hear the birds? And this morning I'm sitting with Dean Hasselman from, we might as well say it now, Okinjima. I love coming to this place. And I just, the energy at this place is just absolutely amazing. The hospitality, the people are so friendly. Just before we dive into the interview with Dean, we've been, I've been on the road now for about, this is now our day number six already. And we're moving on to another lodge, a little bit of different different scenery, different adventure, different expectations, having flying around a family of around a, of five people, and it's really just really amazing to see how much they're enjoying Namibia at the moment. For those folk who are listening on the podcast, you'll have to just go and look at the video, the YouTube side of where we are at the moment, just so you can just really appreciate the beauty. But let's not take too much time, let the safari begin, and we can chat to Dean of what's happening here. Dean, it's so nice of you to join me. I really appreciate taking the time. Just by the way, Dean and her, her staff, they run around here making everything on a daily basis, on every minute they run around like crazy trying to keep <laughs> things on. But yeah, she is, and I'm gonna, just going to introduce her. Dean, please tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you end up in Okinjima? Morning, everybody. Thank you, JC, for chatting to you. It's nice. It was nice to meet you and heard a lot of things about you and your new ventures and safaris. Yes, my passion is people and people who enjoy life. And part of enjoying life, obviously, it's holidays. So it happened that for many years I had experience in the tourism industry. And I started in 2001 with the tourism industry, in the flying industry, in the car rental industry, um, in the hospitality industry, having our own hotel, apartments hotel. And later I decided to be a, a consultant wow. in the industry. Wow. And to go to different lodges, and that is the beauty of it, and to help them or to be involved in getting up and running, especially now after COVID. And that's why how I ended up in Akanjima. I know the family since 1993, even before that, because one of the family members, Donna, was at school with me. So I know the farm since 1992 and I know them. And um, that's why I'm here to, after COVID, to tackle the challenges because every sudden it's so nice for us to have all the tourists back, or most of them, and I hope for more to come, yes. And to do training and to oversee all the lodges and see how can we tackle this after a very, very 
quick upstanding after 2021 yeah. and now we have to keep our standards but and to be ready and we haven't had maybe all the staff back yet but we try our best to make it memorable for all our wow. guests oh and it's i think they must be really happy having you here Dean, can you tell us a little bit of, little bit of, give us a little bit of background about Okanjima, how did it start? You just mentioned Donna's name just now, but just, just a brief introduction, just how mm -hmm. it started and what brings this amazing property together. Okanjima belongs to a family. Okay. Uh, many, many years ago, the father started or brought his cattle from Komasachland here. That's in the about 70s. Yes, 70s. that was in the 70s. And they started and they had problems with the carnivore and the leopards here and a lot of problems to get on with the farming. And they see they lost some cattle and 30 to 40 wow. per year calves. And then they decided, well, they must maybe investigate in this more. So it happened then in end of the 80s. And the 90s, they make a decision they would like to do go into tourism, but also educational and research, and also to protect the carnivore. Wow. So, and then they started the tourism business in old, their farmhouse. And even, you know, when they started, they haven't had enough rooms. They built one or two, and then a lot of people coming. And then even they moved out of their rooms to make place for the guests. And so the whole family, Wayne, the son, yeah. and there are three daughters. The one daughter is not actively involved, Tammy, in the daily operations, but Rosalie and Donna, they are involved in the daily operation of this large. And since their university holidays, they started. And so the business started in 2004, first at the main camp, the old farmhouse. Yeah. And then 2004, they built bush camp as we are sitting now here. Yeah. 2005, six, they built our other entity, that is the villa. And our first very famous guest, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, when they came for holiday to Namibia, they stayed there. And we also in 2013, 14, yeah. 2014, they built Plains Camp. Ooh, now, now yeah. way, and Plains, Plains yes. Camp is our big part. That is where the families are enjoying themselves. Very vibey. Uh, it's like a farm barn wow. and the whole main building. And we've got 25 rooms there. Here at Bush Camp, it's more quiet. It's upper class. No children are allowed here, but because people just want, and it's a, a lot of time the elderly people, elderly people, and they really enjoy them. Then we've got the villa, as I said, very private. Um, you've got your own host and your own chef, um, your own guide oh. to do what you want. And then we've got the same with Bush Suite. Yep. Then we've got also five camping sites. Where, and with own ablutions, with wood they provide, swimming pool and beautiful between the animals walking around there in three. And then we, what Ikonjima is standing for very much is to uh, research on the carnivore. There we go. We doing not only in the carnivore, but also the leopard. And we had a program uh, with the cheetahs long ago and still running with in captivity. The leopard, are, they are all free out in the nature. They look after themselves. And that is, we collar them to do research on. The same, we've got a pangolin 
research program, the same also with the brown hyena. And that is all called where they do the foundation started in 1992, 92 to 93, the Africat Foundation. They started that and from there they do the research. I'm going to let you have a sip of coffee and I'm going to let, let me do some coffee. Ah. I can see Dean holding that cup of coffee. All these amazing things to come and see at this amazing property. Yesterday, Dean took us to the, what is that? The villa. villa? The, the private villa. Oh my word. One day when I'm big, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to bring my family. But it's, it's such a beautiful property in the sense that you are so, it's so exclusive. And it's the views and the just the next level for, for big groups and families to come and visit this amazing property. We've been here two days now. We've seen the leopard that they collar. Amazing program that they've introduced here. We've visited the cheetahs that they still have here at, on the property. At, at night you hear the whole night long. You hear the lions that they have yet. Just calling and just making, just making, almost making sure that you, that you are okay and that you are still thinking of them at the same time. Are you sure it was not yourself that you heard? You see what I mean? I could, it, it could actually be just be myself waking myself up, but that's how well I said it. It's just amazing. We even saw Brown Aina. And yes, you know, for folks, for, for you that are listening, for you that are watching, you know, we're all about conservation at the moment. We're yes. all trying to protect what we have and what we, how we want to look after this, this, this beautiful planet and, and this country, what we have in this country. So... Uh, Dean just mentioned the pangolins. I mean, it's it's one of these animals that are just getting decimated at the moment. They're getting slaughtered for no reason, just for their little scales that they have. So I didn't see one this time. They're very elusive. They, you just you, you're very lucky if you do see one. But if you know, it's quite a special moment if you do see one. Dean, what is the highlight? If people wanted people coming to Okunjima, I mean, I know I have my highlights. But what do you think people mostly come for, usually? Mostly the people are coming to see the leopard in a very, if we can't guarantee, unfortunately, okay, sure. because they're still in the wild, they hunt, they're in the thickets. Yes. So, But they're coming for our research projects like the pangolin, like the leopard. Like the endangered species, we've got to drive even that. We've got a lot of activities do for the leopard and the different species, the animals. They come to be in very nice, close environment with the leopard. And they can see how they hunt. And sometimes they're in a tree with their prey and the brown hyenas waiting for the rest to come down. So that people experience very well. They come also to Okunjima to really enjoy the properties. Yeah. Very relaxed, bird life, they're coming for bird life and just to enjoy the holiday. We've yeah. got so many people coming here and they book for one night and they, the one nighters all said to me, no, next time they're coming for two nights. And that's also one of the things that is very good for us and it is a proof that people like it here. We've got a lot of been befores. Oh, okay. Coming back. And oh, wow. um, the other day we had people who've been here um, 22 times. Goodness gracious. Yes. That's and they started at the main camp, the old farmhouse, when they're in the start of the business. And they all the time coming back 
people the other day for nine times. So that is something that they really enjoy, the combination to see something totally different, like leopard and pangolin and prana hina, as well as to relax here with nice swimming pools and trees and just relax yeah, we, and good food, don't forget. Absolutely. And we're gonna, our we're gonna get to that side just and now. our friendliness. And the friendliness. And I yeah. think why people also coming to Okanjima and maybe that is now a bit more um, marketing thing about the marketing, the tourism changed the responsible tourism. In the beginning, remember long ago, it was business and it was for leisure. People start traveling because of, they call it responsible Isn't it interesting, travel. Yeah. After Be this whole COVID thing. Eh? Yes, they want to also give something back wow. to, to nature. That's why they stay here, but they feel then they contribute to what work we are doing here or the research programs, but they stay here. They are looking after themselves. So we will touch that also, you said now, that also to have not only that, but they can have walks here. We've got many trails around this property, so they can walk, they can bike, they can relax, they can have look after themselves by good food or healthy food, and also then to contribute also to nature. What a lovely combination, you see. And I think this is what's happened over this week. You see the trend happening already after COVID. People are just, there's a different type of traveler that wants to come now. And especially mm. you see people coming to Africa. They want to come to a place where people are making a difference. And that's what you, you, mm. you almost see it on a daily basis. And the questions that you get and the inquiries that you get at the same time. That's very interesting. No, thanks for, you know, I love coming here because it just, the activities are not rushed. You know what I mean? You don't get up in the morning and rush, rush, rush. And there's time for a little bit of leisure. And I think that's important. That's what ultimately a holiday is all about. And you touched on how many days people should come. And I always say to people, you know, a place like this, you have to come for two days minimum. If you can come for more, but we all know holidays are very short and we have to try and fit in as much as possible. But two nights is minimum that you have just experience just the beauty of the place. And I think we just need to maybe take a moment and just, if you can just hear all the sounds. I'll put in the footnotes the little birds that you can hear. It's just amazing this time of the morning where we're sitting and just enjoying this. As you know, I'm that safari, I'm that vegan safari guy. I have to ask some questions about the vegans. The last year I was here, I brought a vegan, my, one of my first vegan, it was my first vegan trip that I did. And I, I brought my first vegan group here and I briefed everybody. And it is amazing mm -hmm. to see, since I was here last, <laughs> how educated people are with regards to vegans. You know, mm -hmm. that's, when I asked the first time, as they should be, they asked the question and they, pretend that they know yeah. and then they go quickly into the kitchen they say what the hell is that? but you know now I come back now it's like it's a norm now and i can see your menu you've you've adapted your menu accordingly Quality. and it's for folks that are watching for listening it's really quite amazing that it takes that pressure off me as a tour guide who's putting these trips together i can come to a consumer and it's really really nice so my question to you is what are the challenges with regards to dietary and especially veganism that was a challenge in the beginning when I got here is because of the knowledge and I believe the more knowledge you've got the better service you can provide and the product yeah. so what happened we got 
a consultant in, a food consultant. Okay. Rona Strauss, she's from the Taste Academy in um, Bentuk, and she came now and gave courses to our chefs. She knew menus we set up, she worked on it, she trained the people, she gave them information, knowledge about the different foods and what they can eat and what not. So she set up a nice menu for us and we change it. She's coming once a month to keep the chefs on standard and to keep our menus on standard. And if they're coming back, people, for many times that they don't have the same food over and over again. But yes, our... I can say now our chefs are more trained and more knowledgeable. I think uh, still the challenge is to all the waiters and all the staff must also, they know already, but I think they, we can also get them more into the passion for vegan and even vegetarian because people, that especially we made, we tackle that challenge. And I think we are now on the path to make it really good for you to come here and you know your guests will be satisfied with our vegan food. Absolutely. Because it's quite important for vegans, you know, because vegans don't want to, as vegans, we go and see these beautiful animals in their natural environment. And it's quite distressing for us as vegans then to walk into the, for dinner or for lunch and then to get the very animals on the menu. It's, it's quite a distressing situation because... So vegans, as vegans, we love coming to a place where they really immerse themselves into creative, to be creative. And I've seen quite a lot of creativity going on here. There's still lots to learn, folks. But, you know, as we finish close to wrapping up here, we need you vegans to come here on a more regular basis. The more we come here, the more they embrace it and the more they find out a little bit more and they make it even better every time that you are here. But if, if only a few people come, they're learning slowly, but they're learning. I mean, it was quite, it's quite amazing to see. You know, I mean, veganism has also got to do with how you, your decor and all these things. But those are extra points that we give feedback on. But, you know, you can't satisfy everybody because eventually we also do have to have a business to run. But if we can all start just thinking sustainability, where is this world going? And, and move in a direction, less is more sometimes, you know. Yes. We're eating, you know? It's lovely having you here, and I'm I'm actually quite I'm looking forward to the next one. And it's by the way, I'm going to put some photographs in the footnotes at the same time. It's starting to get it's the rainy season coming to Okinjima. It's already there's a little bit of a green greenness coming all around the felt at the moment. It's beautiful to see this country when it starts raining. It just loves loves the rain. It just just transforms the whole country, and everybody starts feeling happy. By the way. There's a mood change. Everybody's got a little sleep. Exactly. It's amazing. That's how this country works. Yeah. So I'm inviting you to come over, come and see this beautiful place, come and experience this beautiful property with the Africat Foundation and Okinjima and everything that it has to offer. Until the next video, I say thank you to Dean. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to your visit here and to welcome you with the best vegan food. And remember, Africa is not only for meat. We've got some veggies and fruit also for you. How about that? That's an amazing closure and a good advertisement. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for watching. And see you in the next one. Thank you for joining me on this African safari adventure with a twist. We hope you were able to picture amazing Africa. 
As we conclude this episode, I want to encourage you to continue your journey towards a more compassionate and sustainable lifestyle. Remember, every small step we take towards sustainability and regeneration can make a big difference in the world. I would love to hear about your experiences and thoughts on vegan plant-based safaris and its impact it could have on wildlife conservation. Feel free to share your feedback with me via my Facebook page, AirSafaris269, Instagram and LinkedIn on the handle JCDeClag and stay tuned for more exciting safari travel adventures. I do hope that you will be joining me next time. Until then, stay curious, stay conscious and keep exploring the world with a compassionate heart.